Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. Hey, I'm JP Russell and I'm here with the hoster, but don't call him a toaster, Adam Busher. That's me, baby. Um, You can call me a toaster if you like. Oh, I feel like I'm running out of nicknames. Um, (laughs) So Adam, uh, a long time ago, and I was trying to figure out which episode it was and I I didn't bother looking it up. Sure. (laughs) But... (laughs) Sure, uh, we have a list I of talk- all of our previous episodes, guests, and the t- topics we've covered, but, you know, that's fine. No, no, no. It's it's a specific thing that I said in an episode. Like, okay. it's it's one throwaway line. But I said something about how in a survival situation, your three main priorities are water, shelter, food. And I believe that I said in that order, right? Um, yes. So I recently got a subscription to Masterclass, and I watched uh, Jesse Krebs' class on wilderness survival. Okay. And she talks about her method and sort of, you know, how she taught things in the Air Force, like SEER school and things like that. And she talks about how in a survival situation, your three top priorities should be signal, shelter, water in that order. Okay. However, uh, nowhere in that 16-part class does she mention dynamite. So by <laughs> default, Leslie Arntz is more qualified than her. <laughs> Today, we are talking about Exodus Part 1, the 23rd episode of Season 1, and the 23rd episode of Lost overall. Our centric characters are various. Exodus Part 1 takes place on the 44th day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam. Yeah. Do you have a recap? I do. Let's fucking hear it. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> On the island, it's the last day of freshman year and the survivors are scrambling to finish their final projects on time. Michael Dawson, James Sawyer Ford, and Jin Su Kwan put the finishing touches on their raft, the USS Death Trap, while Dr. Jack <laughs> Shepard leads an A-team mission to the Dark Territory for old and unstable high explosives. Having delivered an ominous warning ray baby-snatching, Danielle Rousseau joins Jack along with Kate Austin, John Locke, Hugo Hurley-Reyes, and fan-favorite Dr. Leslie Arst. <laughs> and in the before times, we see some white folks being racist, a cop and a doctor getting hammered at noon, and what would appear to any bystander as a child in distress. You've got three choices, run, hide, or headbutt the Minister of Agriculture. And Exodus is a mass departure of people, but only four actually leave. It's Exodus Part 1, here on Lost on Lost. Oh, well done. Thank you. Very well done. JP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we got a guest. What? Yep. Uh, I would like to uh, give a big Lost on Lost welcome to one Jake Jacobson. Welcome to the show, Jake. Hi. It's a pleasure to be here. Why? Uh, first time <laughs> listener, first time caller. So like, I've really kind of skipped a lot of the the traditional radio path to getting on a show. Sure. Um, it's probably not good podcast etiquette, but uh, the thing is, uh, I have not listened to an episode of Lost on Lost. That's I'm, okay. I am waiting until the series is over. And then oh. I'll be hosting my own podcast 
Lost on Lost on Lost. Yes. Where I'll be listening to the episodes of Lost on Lost with a guest every week in show chronological order. Nice. Which is kind of my twist on the whole formula. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like blow up the industry with this idea. I like it. You got to understand. Yeah. It subverts sort of the expectation of the lack of knowledge of the original uh, host JP and I and and takes it and puts it sort of more intelligent and uh, thought thought out logical uh, framework to watching a serialized television show well i don't want to get ahead of myself oh, that's <laughs> that's <You> know. <laughs> wait let me let me just do some googling here yep adam oh jake that will cause cancer in the state of california you <laughs> oh, better that's rough. you better not you know do what that. though yeah sorry yeah you know yeah. i got time to figure that out uh jake welcome to the show so we we like to um sort of uh, get bottom line up front here and ask our guests what their background is with the television program Lost. So, ha- are you a fan of Lost? Did you watch Lost in its original run? Is this your first episode of Lost? Uh, this is why I am so legitimately excited to be part of the show. This is the first time I've ever watched <laughs> yeah. a single episode of the show Lost. Uh, I know a lot about Lost by cultural osmosis. Sure. Right, right. But like, this is the first time like I I had to borrow a look Hulu if you're listening this is for legal reasons this is a lie I had to borrow a Hulu login to like watch this episode of Lost um, right I I know the premise generally mm-hmm. like I know about the titular Lost plane right mm-hmm. right um and I understand that a lot of people got on this plane and it's all connected somehow yeah you but, could say uh, it's a connecting flight. Ooh. That's true. I, I again. I've only watched one episode. Do they ever you, use that you. joke? Yeah. Do they do that one? No, I don't think oh, so. Shame. You should hang on to that one then. <laughs> you want, guys, do you guys want to talk about Lost? Yeah. I'm. I'm. Leg- I'm excited to jump into. It. All right. Let's do All it. Right. Let's, do, let's get into it. So uh, today we're talking about Exodus Part One, uh, which originally aired on May 18th, 2005. It was written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. It was directed by Jack Bender. Damon Lindelof produced Prometheus. Uh, Carlton <laughs> Cuse produced The Strain. Uh, and Jack <laughs> Bender is announced to direct a miniseries called The Institute, which uh, does not have any listed cast on IMDb. So I'm assuming that it stars Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> we start on a window. <laughs> Walt's looking out of it. It's early. It, it, you know, we don't know what time it is technically, I guess, um, until uh, Walt has to consume a little Power Rangers. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> my notes literally say fucking Power Rangers came on. <laughs> I, was, I was very excited. Do you know which Power Rangers it was? I don't know. <sighs> I was going to look it up, but I didn't. I, I, I found it in Lostpedia. It's a Power Rangers SPD. Oh, that's the cop one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, the cops? Oh, buddy. Yeah. Like space. I think it's space police. Oh, boy. I think is that season of Power Rangers. It's uh, So we find out it's 523 in the morning because the noise of uh, the Power Rangers kicking some major ass uh, wakes up Michael. (laughs) He gets real shitty real quick. Like... Uh, was it Ryan? Ryan used to let me listen to as long as I want. It's like, well, then Ryan's a shitty parent. Like... (laughs) 
I don't yeah. know, man. Because, yeah, because they're still in, like, Michael's come to Sydney to pick Walt up. So they're still in the the area of the world in which Walt is used to living. So this is, to Walt, this is his normal time to be awake. And this is when Power Rangers SPD airs at 5 o'clock in the morning. Brian, I bet, is one of those Power A type dudes who's up at 4.30 in the morning working <laughs> he's out. He's rising and grinding, you know, baby. And that's why he, that's why he doesn't care because he's, you know. I up, get up, up, I run a 5K, I read a book, I drink fucking grass water, and I watch Power Rangers SPD. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Porter's just on his grind, ignoring Walt's needs. <laughs> As a true Sigma. Um, he, the thing is, he prefer, he prefers Walt to watch the, the Power Rangers cops mm-hmm. season. Like, yeah, it's gotta right. be that right. one specifically. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, fuck the police. Uh... <laughs> There, there's a little altercation that they have where Walt's like, eh, I'm going to leave me. And Michael's going to like drag him back in the room yeah. and be like, get your fucking ass back in here. Right. And they make a huge commotion in the hallway, which draws out some of the some of the other hotel guests. And like, so Michael's dragging Walt back to the hotel room. He's just like, right. it's OK. Yeah. I'm his father. Right. It's like that sounds like what a kidnapper would say to make people not <laughs> pay attention to right. him kidnapping this child. And then what I love about this flashback is, to me, someone who's never seen Lost before, this pre- this presents me with my very first classic Lost twist, mm-hmm. uh-huh. because then the kid wakes up on the island, and I thought for sure the kid wasn't going to be on the island. I had no, oh, I was sure. super surprised that the kid is one of the survivors, and I was like, oh, I, th- I thought for sure it was going to be the grumpy dude. Like, yeah. And, it, uh, and it's both, but like, you're sure. No, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, like, fuck that kid. <laughs> I was very surprised, though. The, um, the, the, as they cut from the flashback to the beach where we see Michael and Walt um, in their t- in their tent together, that Walt's line, you're not my father, echoes through the cut as Walt yeah. wakes up on the beach. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of liked that. <laughs> I kind of liked it, too. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, but yeah, Walt. Uh, Walks up to take a piss, and <laughs> um, he's at the old pissing and tree. And it's so important, too. Yeah. yeah. I have a note here. I think, is the pea tree a little close to camp? Yeah, a little bit, but like... like... I mean, I know it's TV and whatever, but like, yeah, he like he started walking, and he got to the tree, and I was like, if it were me, I'd go further, but that's just me. Yeah. This establishing shot on the beach of Walt waking up and it's quiet and the only thing that you really hear is the noise of the ocean like the birds the wind in the trees like the crackling of dying campfires like I've been camping and that's like literally my favorite time of day it's being very good. camping is the early part of the morning if you're the first one up nobody else is awake and that's just like even if you're with other people it's so still and serene it's like yeah I, I love that part of the day is that when you personally like to go and find a good morning pee spot like is that like <laughs> It is, do you feel like it is it is an improvement if you're up just awake before everyone else? Does it, the tranquility help? Do you think it, it, it's um yeah? Because then because that not only do you have the surrounding nature sounds, but then your own uh, urination sound becomes part of the sort of sure, audio yeah. melange. This is being one with nature. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. this is bullshit because he's he's not up he's not up to enjoy nature or pissing. He's up because this is the time of day where he's watching Power Rangers SPD. It's five a.m. Baby, rise and grind. Anyway, the storytelling requires that we watch this kid pee. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Russo's watching some little kid pee. Arrest Russo. Call the police. Throw in jail. Um, yeah. There's a. He's out there. He's taking a leak. And yeah, he hears some rustling, and then he sees Danielle in the in the tree line. 
Just carrying a gun, yeah. just being creepy just Rousseau, being lover, weird, lover to death. Creepy Rousseau, this middle-aged woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, he handles himself really well in this situation, which um, which made me wonder, like, because we we met we've met Rousseau on the podcast. How the the dissemination of Rousseau and her sort of identity as uh, as an inhabitant of the island. I'm, I'm wondering yeah. if this is one of those things that didn't necessarily get told to everybody. <laughs> Well, because everybody starts waking up because Walt's like, yeah, dad, dad. Um, And Sawyer says something like, it must be the French woman. But like, she hasn't said anything. I wanted to say that. Like, I was like, my note literally says, I'm pretty sure someone makes a French chick joke. And I was like, how would, (laughs) that's such a weird like bit. Yeah. I didn't understand that at all. She doesn't shave her armpits. She must be French. (laughs) Well, that's what I thought. I was like, how long have you been on this island? What are you doing? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Not long enough, apparently. Like he doesn't necessarily recognize her, but based on stories he has heard from Saeed that like he makes the deduction, it must be the French woman. Because Saeed yeah. has 100% met, met her. He knows her first oh, name. Yeah. He's been to her house. Like, they spent a lovely time together uh, with the yeah, music Yeah, she tortured him. Um, she tortured him a little bit. Yeah. Saeed's the one who comes over and is like, this is Danielle. She's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's our <Right>. neighbor. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, yeah, hey, Rousseau. Hey. hey, how's it going? She's like, the others are coming. <laughs> and she just fucking eyeballs Claire and yeah. Onion Head. Um <laughs> We'll get this out of the way uh, pretty early in the episode here, but when Saeed is talking to Rousseau, Richard Brock strikes and it's out of focus. <laughs> we got a Brock um, shot. We got a Brock shot, baby. So, we yeah, we cut to the cold open. We come back. Rousseau starts telling a creepy fucking story. Um, this, I think this is probably the first time that we get the like Danielle's full story of how, yeah. she, of how she got to the island. How mm-hmm. she had a baby. So yeah, she just tells she just trauma dumps on these strangers here. Um, Look, we're all on this. We're all on the same deserted island together. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The if so, trauma ain't bonding us. I don't know what is. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. Um, so yeah, so she explains to them that the others took her child, uh, Alex, uh, shortly after Alex was born, and yeah. she warns the survivors that their presence was announced by seeing. It. She saw a pillar of smoke in the distance. And then the others arrived shortly after. And then based on her experience with the others, um, the survivors only really have three options now. They can run, they can hide, or they can die. Oh, man. And so that's a spooky story with a deadly tag right at the end. And I I loved it. (laughs) Here's here's the problem that I have with that whole scene is like Rousseau's only had one baby and the smoke has only come up once. That's not enough time for the scientific method. Two. (laughs) Small sample size. It's probably the Catholic Church. It just means the Pope died. That's what black smoke (laughs) is, right? When it comes out of the Vatican. So it's, it's a Catholic Church. It's still in the babies. I don't want to dunk on your very good idea, but I think it's white smoke. I think we're talking white, about a white different color of when, smoke. When the uh, conclave is finished and they've selected the new pope. Uh, yeah. The, until it burns white, they have not se- selected right. a pope. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're proposing some kind of island nega pope, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. what? I the title of the episode. Also, that's another thing to knock <laughs> nice to knock out early. <laughs> mega pope. What um, what part about this is difficult to understand, Jake? No, it's a very I, look, clear I'm just theory. asking for clarity. This is not. Look, I get it. This is for the listeners. Okay, um, this is all clarity for the listeners. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank um, you. So so Danielle 
sort of in passing mentions that she delivered her own baby, which I yep. wrote is extremely badass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude. And she, she says it very casually also. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it, it's wild. Rousseau is not to be fucked with. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's like liquid badass. She's like the, like arguably one of the top tier survivors. I mean, she's been there longer Absolutely. than anybody else. She's been there like almost 20 years. Like she seems like a very cool character. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's real cool. I, I love um, Danielle Rousseau. Uh, also before we move past it, uh, when she said run, hide, or die, I got really excited because I have a throw pillow on my couch that says run, hide, or die in very fancy lettering. What? Uh, no, this is not true, but I would, oh. really, like to, I would really like to have that. I, I, I would... I would really like to have a, a nice like embroidery to hang like next to the door serious. for oh, when man. people come in. You know what would be great um, is a pillow, like a live, love, laugh pillow, and then on the other side, run, hide, die. <laughs> oh, you're saying like a like a like something you could hang on the office door to to let people know whether or not they can come in or up. Or no, yeah, right? like a throw pillow. You know, you have those embroidered pillows. Live, laugh, yeah, love yeah, yeah. Flip it over, run, hide, die. Like. <laughs> Uh, the next part of it is, um, or the next scene is uh, just sort of a continuation from there. Jack and John Locker mm-hmm. discussing what to do about it, essentially. Like now that yeah. Danielle has given him this like warning, what right. are they going to do about it? You know, um, Jack wants to hustle up and get the raft together and get that launched. Uh, J- John Locke wants to make preparations for the imminent arrival of the others. He's thinking right. defense. Jack. Mm-hmm. So, like, of the three options, Locke's taking the fourth one, fight, and yeah. Jack's taking the first one, run. Yeah. And basically, uh, it's like, hey, you know, like, what? Get, let's get this raft in the water. Michael's like, you know, it's it's sort of a uh, it's a supply chain issue. Um, hopefully, that joke is still funny in a few months uh, when this episode airs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so Jack starts gathering up some folks. He's like, "Hey, like all, all hands on deck here. Let's get this fucking thing in the water." Um, I have a quick question. Yeah, what are the, the 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 people he rounds up to help with the raft? What were their other duties? We've already established there's not a ton to do on the island. Mm-hmm. Like, why weren't they just already helping with the raft? Right. The fact that it's been basically just Michael and Jin and, and Sawyer like, to a very limited extent. Yeah, like, it's essentially two people. It's a two. It's a two person work crew. Yeah. With two supervisors, Walt and Sawyer, <laughs> that leaves thirty six people on the island. Yeah. Like you know, all our big our our A team are always doing bullshit. But like the you know the B and C tier survivors, they can't build tents every day. The the A team's always keeping shit from them. Maybe they didn't even tell them they were building the raft. It's just around the <laughs> cove, you know. So like they don't even well, know that it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so my okay, not to go back to this again because I know we don't do this in the show. But my initial okay. note was. Someone's making fun of a high school science teacher as if that wouldn't be the one type of person I would trust the most if I were surviving on an island. Yeah. This opinion changes. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I wrote like this guy is active is like actively recruiting the whole island to help finish this raft. And he does it really easily mm. in a way that led me to believe the exact same question you guys are asking, which is like, why are they not? Do they are they do they all feel like do they not want to impose? Like, is there some kind of societal barrier where it's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to sound rude, right? Like, and like ask these people to come do this manual labor. Like, like I know, I know that Jin, that you and you guys like the raft is your thing, and I didn't want to like come over right, and like, yeah. like, I mean, like I always see Jin and and Michael working together on the raft, and it does, yeah, it's like they they've got like a buddy thing, and you know, it's just, I didn't want to be a third wheel. Right, yeah. So look, just, you, you go, two, you're really close. I'm going like, to go take down my tent and put it back up for the 38th day in a row. 
look how much fruit do we have you need a fruit guy i can go be the, fruit, the fruit guy, guy. yeah that's really not a big like, deal the i don't I, I i might be getting on a fucking soapbox here but yeah. i for whatever reason i think about the michael bay film the rock right so the I mean, rock all the time right right i right. mean yeah. just We're looking at the poster on my that. wall here um so the rock you spend so much time with Sean Connery, right? And Nicolas Cage, and you spend so much time with the control center. You spend so much time with uh, the guys with the with the gas rockets, right? Mm. You forget that there's like hostages on the island. We spend so much time with our A-team, <laughs> with our main survivors, and with fucking everybody else. Half the time I'm like, oh yeah, there's like 40 other people that That's we just right. don't give a fuck about. You know the what I mean? Tour, like the, the Alcatraz tour group. That's right. I didn't even remember until just now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And th- they're technically the plot. <laughs> like they're they're who everyone's trying to save. And, <laughs> and we're we're skipping ahead a little bit, but Danielle literally says at some point, like, I'm one person. You have 40 people. And I was like, 40 people? Yeah. Right. I've heard exactly. about like four guys from Lost <laughs> yeah. Tops. Yeah. Maybe five. Yeah. But we have a brief scene at the raft where they're uh, working on launching it. Um, and we yeah. see like it's it's sort of like an uplifting scene because we see a lot of hopeful looks like everybody's like, oh, fucking this is going to work. Here we go, baby. Um, yeah. we, we get a quick call, a quick shot of Sun and Jin not looking mm. hopeful they, it's there's yeah. tension there and so like if i i had a note i was just like are they still are they still estranged are they still having troubles um the raft while everybody's working together get it gets misdirected like it falls off um they started like michael and sawyer getting an argument about who did it uh, which it really sucks because up until then michael's doing a really good job sort of directing everybody on what to do he's right. like okay you do this you did i was like oh michael way to fucking step right. up for yeah. once he's actually stepping up and then uh, and then it falls apart and then he loses his composure immediately <laughs> That part I understand. Uh, I, I've never been stranded on an island. <laughs> I can what? only imagine. Really? Um, yeah, I didn't know if that was a prerequisite. That is one of the prerequisites. Adam, we so, got like, quarantines made, made getting abandoned on islands really tough. <laughs> uh, plus the supply chain. Yeah. yeah. Um, supply chain. <laughs> I, Adam, you said you weren't really sure how long this scene lasts. Yeah. Uh, excruciatingly long yeah. for a scene where I knew the entire time something was going to go wrong. The music is I too wrote, hopeful. I wrote, here it goes, baby. Nothing's going wrong four times in the amount of time that they <laughs> were successfully pushing this boat into the water. God. Oh, that's, my God. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah. The the real the real uh, punctuation on this scene is that while they're arguing, um, Walt spots a column of black smoke in the distance, confirming at least a portion of Rousseau's. Warning. Yeah, right. That's right. Now who's the weird French chick? That's it's the right. survivors. Yeah. Wait. wait. <laughs> we were we were all the weird French chick the whole time. Um, so yeah, wow. like like Jake said, uh, Rousseau's like, you know, what are you gonna do? I'm one person. You're forty people. Yeah. Cut to the hatch. Uh, and Rousseau, Rousseau has no idea what the fuck this is. She's been yeah. on the island for 16 years. She's never seen anything like this. Yeah. Their idea is like, we'll hide in here. <laughs> and yeah. they, the, the, there's a bunch of like assumptions made about it. It's like, oh, well, there's mm-hmm. one door here and there's no handle. That implies there's a second right. entrance and two entrances it, implies yeah. space. And It's, it's like, very much the conversation that um, we had a few episodes ago with Saeed and, yeah, and where he was Jack like, and John. Yeah. yeah, maybe we don't open it. Maybe we should. You know, it's a continuation of that. So as a, as a first-time Lost watcher, most of this episode, uh, actually, I didn't really need a lot of the context for. Even yeah. for being a part one, 
of an episode. I mean, I think it helped that it was a part one. If you had given me part two, I think I wouldn't have felt this way. But it being a part one, like a lot of the, you know, the story wraps up really nicely, sort of. Mm. This is the most inscrutable part to me <laughs> is this several minutes where they discuss this hatch. Yeah. So I'm glad to have heard you guys talk about it because I was like, I don't know what this means. I don't know why everybody's afraid of it. I just, I trust what everybody has to say about right. this, I guess. Well, and they, they like, you're very much right. Like they do a good job of like, okay, this is the season one. This is the beginning of the season one finale. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of plot lines that are all going to start colliding very quickly. So mm-hmm. here's, here's some like little sprinkles of dialogue for folks that were, you know, running to the bathroom in an episode like eight yeah. weeks ago and missed a line of dialogue or something yeah. like that. John Locke suggests, uh, since there's no handle, well, let's, we, we should just blow it open. <laughs> America! <laughs> uh, and then before we jump to this flashback, I want to point out that this entire episode is about managing deadlines. <laughs> so <laughs> That seems to be the theme. Lost on Lost brought to you by end. Monday.com. Monday.com, your project management software. Um... <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's a, it's a good enough idea. They're like, yeah, fuck it, dynamite. Yeah, let's sure. Um, we, and <laughs> and we cut to flashback. Holy fuck! This, this flashback, flashback bro, is my fucking mind. By the way. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I couldn't. I had to stop watching this flashback. Like. Jake, so it's, it's so uh, much worse than you even know. It's so much fucking worse. <laughs> this, this for for listeners. If you are a listener and you do not follow along by watching whatever episode of Lost they are on, let me explain to you that what I'm about to lose my mind about <laughs> live on the air was maybe two entire minutes of dialogue, but these are the two most unhinged minutes of television I think I've. <laughs> ever seen uh, this this woman approaches this man at an airport bar in a way i cannot imagine approaching any human in any place for any reason in real life i cannot oh jake, my god i cannot jake, believe it hold on now normally normally in the podcast when we talk um with our guests about things that We've already talked about on the podcast, you know, for folks that maybe haven't listened to the episode or hasn't aired yet. We cut all that. I don't want to cut this. Jake, do you know how she ended up in Australia? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have any idea because I don't think I know... There's no character there's no is. way that it even could have been in, included in the recap because I'm no. pretty sure that this is Ana Lucia's first appearance on the show chronologically. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. That's <laughs> so much better. All right, she works at TSA. Okay. She de- she's a disgraced cop. She gets a job with the TSA. She's just drinking at the airport bar and Jack, yeah. the guy she's hitting on's dad, shows up and drunkenly hits on her and says, do you want to go to Australia? And she just goes with him. <laughs> For the listener at home, Jake's jaw has just <sighs> gone completely now, slack. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Now, look, I trust you guys with my life, especially when it comes to things about the show Lost, a show I've never seen before. That can't be true. It is. It's true. <sighs> Tom Tom and Sarah. <laughs> lost on lost lost version of the of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Tom and Sarah. Ana Lucia Cortez and Christian Shepherd. Oh my god. So I'm missing I'm missing the beautiful, beautiful context of this scene. 
Yeah. But Which that's sets the thing. up with it, a man sitting at the bar and a woman approaches him and says, <laughs> why did you yell? And he says, I don't, what are you talking about? And she says, at the guy, at the, at the gate guy. And he says, I don't know. And, and he's, he's trying to get past this conversation, which I would try be trying to get past this conversation. I've already yelled at someone. I'm drinking at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm catching a flight. I'm over this. Yeah. <laughs> She's, <laughs> she, she broaches the subject of this gentleman's dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> And she wants I, to fuck him so bad. I can't believe this. He even exists. <laughs> he screamed at a customer service representative <laughs> at an airport. She's like, I want to fucking jump on that. Oh, my God. And, and, uh, it's, and he buys her a drink, which yeah. is an incredible way to handle a situation. <laughs> I would really like the strange woman to leave. Let me buy her oh a drink. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. man! The th- the thing about the missing context is oh the viewer God. chronologically in 2005 doesn't have the context either because we don't find out anything about this woman until season two, right? Because that's incredible. Yeah. In, in the order of our podcast, we've seen all of Ana Lucia's backstory, and she's so she's so troubled and so dark, and she's murdered a man, mm-hmm. and she's been drugged halfway across the world for something she doesn't understand with a guy that's doing this weird thing. But now we see her, and she's like. Hey, hey, five o'clock shadow, wanna fuck? Like, <laughs> that's what I, that, that was my note. Is I was just, is like, I don't see you trying to fuck. Um, yes! She, uh, he asks her, why are you drinking tequila uh, and tonic at 10 to noon? Um, it's an airport. Who gives a flying fuck? Right. Time doesn't matter in an airport. I, back before I quit drinking and I would go on flights, I would order a scotch and ginger ale on the plane at nine in the morning because then right. I could sleep through the flight. Right. <laughs> and it I doesn't would matter. Wake up and I'd be sober when I reached my destination. Like, yeah, she says the one relatable thing, which is because I'm afraid of flying, yeah. which I get. Yeah. So, <laughs> Air, airport drinks are the best drinks. drinks. I'm drinking said, because I get said, nervous yeah. on airplanes. I was going to say, she, has, she says one reasonable thing <laughs> in the scene, and then it's over. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, cut back to the island. Jack's giving a little pep talk to our other 40 people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, we're gonna get this raft going. You guys, you guys work on that. We're gonna get some shit uh, that we're gonna need to defend ourselves. Uh, everybody else, go to the caves to hide out. Uh, but yeah, Le- Leslie uh, is like, hey, I'm coming with you because I know your plan, and y'all don't know how to deal with dynamite. So, but I do because I'm a ninth grade teacher. Uh, uh, quick question. Um, we, yeah. we established earlier that Danielle, uh, had her house rigged with explosives to ward off, uh, potential, uh, intruders. Um, uh-huh. there's already somebody going on the mission that knows how to deal with dynamite, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> just check. Right. Just so. checking. Oh, like, just yeah. checking. Uh, <laughs> did not think yeah. about that. That's brilliant. <laughs> no, I didn't think about that either. Yeah. Well, especially cause like. I thought maybe it was going to be some kind of angle for him to do some sinister stuff because I don't know these characters. But oh, like, sure. no, he just no. Le- he just runs away. It's I like, like that. He didn't need to go. Yeah, he's just, a, he chooses a, a not to go, in fact. I like that a like. lot. <laughs> Jin uh, and Michael are fixing the raft also yeah. during this scene. Um, and they're, they're seems like they're making good progress. They seem to have like a base of communications. Like Michael kind of understands yeah. enough of what Jin's trying to say. Like, like e- even if Jin's... English hasn't improved. It seems like Michael's understanding of 
a few Korean words here and there might have might have yeah. improved. Um, mm-hmm. Which is yeah, which is good. I mean, the two of them, yeah, they've been working together pretty consistently since whatever day they started right. building the raft, which was not yeah. day two, which is the day it should have been. It was um, day like twenty five or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Were, I think yeah. yeah, they managed to build two rafts in the span of about fourteen days. <laughs> like, yeah, um, something something I really like about this part that that particular thing is that the show does provide Korean subtitles later in the episode when it's when we need to hear what they're saying mm-hmm. for the lore, but it doesn't, and neither does Hulu. There are no subtitles for when he's speaking Korean right here, which right. just helps to reinforce the fact that these two, to me, yeah. again, like without the context of the show, right. it helps to reinforce to me that these two have really built a bond with each other. Totally, yeah. yeah. Because like, I can't understand what he's saying because I don't speak Korean, right. this guy can. Yeah. So they've at least been around each other and worked together long enough that like they've worked something out. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. that's very yeah. good. It's very good. Uh, uh, then I think we flash back, right? This just explains how Sawyer got on the plane. We we, yeah. we, we also know how, we already know why Sawyer's in Australia. We saw his flashback to how he got to Australia a, a few weeks ago, um, but this is how we got on the plane. Um, he had butted the Minister of Agriculture and uh, he's being deported. <laughs> I wrote, I can't believe they banned him from the entire country of Australia for one headbutt, which <laughs> is uh, is all you need to do sometimes, you know? Yeah. It seems like they really just wanted to have a Australian person say Ministry of Agri- Ministry of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Forestry. Yeah. Which, like, mm, this, this would be a perfect opportunity <laughs> to uh, to ask our, our guests to do their best Australian accent. <laughs> oh, no, it wouldn't. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I can give you an oi, mate. And that's about it. Ah, we're we're going to move good. on. That's plenty. <laughs> Cut back to the jungle. Yep. There, um, there's an, there is an area of the island near the beach that is like a bamboo forest. And this is yeah. specifically that. Yeah. So I was getting some bamboo. He, he had overheard what they need for the raft. He wants to contribute. And so he's out getting, a, yeah. getting some so bamboo. So he's out cutting. He's, he's shirtless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at, looking cutting, real cut. He's, he's cutting bamboo sexily. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote this down. Yeah. yeah. This was important. Jack? Jack, yes, yep, shows up, mm-hmm. and now Sawyer's holding a pistol sexily. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. which is an interesting transition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, Jack. Jack gives Sawyer a gun. Yep. He's like, "Hey, you're going on the raft, right? This is a just in case. Here's here's a gun." Sawyer then says, "What? In case I gotta put the kid out of his misery, <laughs> Jack should take the gun back." <laughs> Like actually, I think that gun's broken. Let me go back to the beach and get you a different one. <laughs> That's not even the weirdest kid-based anecdote Sawyer has in this scene. No, he says a weirder one that I wrote down. <laughs> Sawyer just joked about murdering a child. Um, sure. Now yep. he gives maybe the best monologue we've seen in the show so far. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, um, we dunked on this. Um, on Sawyer in an earlier episode for having an opportunity to tell Jack this story that he tells just yeah. now and not taking it because yeah. him and Jack really aren't, you know, they're, they're not there yet, but they, this is the, this is the thing where Sawyer realizes he might not see Jack again. And so he tells him, he unloads his story about meeting Jack's dad in the bar and the whole Christian, even at the end, still, loved his son and he was ashamed of what he did and he was proud of him and, and all this and it was and like jack's just having like he, he just thought he was like hey i'm gonna give this redneck this gun and i'm that's the end of it and now he just gets like a message from the grave from yeah. his 
dead dad and i was like i was getting choked up i was like this is some good shit yeah i make several notes in this where i theorize that this is actually the very last episode of the series of the show lost (laughs) (laughs) the series lost and they're still lost and this is a this is a part where i write it again because this is a very like we're literally never going to see each other again moment Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And also they like deliver on it in a weirdly good way, like mm-hmm. a weirdly for me. Yeah. Like there are two there are two parts of this episode that make me emotional and I have no connection to these characters and this is like one of them. Yeah. Cuz at cuz at first I was like I, I because I don't I don't have a bead on this guy. Like I couldn't tell if this was like a a manipulative story or like a real story. Yeah. Because yeah. they also do like a really weird music stinger when they say the name yeah, Christian. Yeah. They do. Yeah, I know. It is that. like it is like a weirdly like like it is not like a feel good story music stinger when he no. says Christian. Also, Sawyer says, "See, kids are like dogs. <laughs> Knock them around enough, and they'll think they did something to deserve it." Which, like, sir, give me that gun back. <laughs> yeah. Is a good is a good line if you're trying to show that this guy's never shared a real emotion with another human being. But yeah. otherwise, it's very strange. Yeah. Jake, you obviously don't know uh, nearly as much about Sawyer as we do, but he's you know he's obviously talking about himself when he makes right. that dog anecdote. But then, you know, right, yeah. he, he also, I think in that moment, Jack realizes maybe for the first time that him and Sawyer have more in common than Jack would like to admit or had realized or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like you said at the beginning, JP, he thought he was just going to come over here and say, good luck, Sawyer, and give him a gun to make sure that he was safe on his way. And that was going to be that. And it turns out that Sawyer might actually be a real human, despite the fact that he's quite often a huge shitty hill. Now we cut to another buck Boy. wild fucking airport scene. <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of shit heels, <laughs> I again, again, like I can't. The zero sixty in this episode happens so quickly, but like, so, so this character who I learn's name is Kate. Yes, it doesn't seem like she deserves what is already happening to her. Because this guy is a real mm. asshole. Yeah. Um, I don't know what she does. <laughs> <laughs> the second part of that is is one hundred percent true. That dude mean. is a huge asshole. <laughs> He's yes. so mean to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what's our agent's name? Agent uh The guy, the marshal? Yeah, or Marshall. Edward Mars. Yeah, yeah Mar- Edward Mars. U- US Marshal Edward Mars. Yeah, he's That's a he, good US Marshal name. Right. He's got a briefcase fucking full of guns. Five guns. Five guns. Five fucking guns because he's transporting one fugitive. My brain is really locking up right now. <laughs> what? You don't need five guns to transport what? You only no. got two hands. You need right. more JP, magazines. JP, if you could, it, it, it makes no fucking sense. JP, it's like you didn't even watch the scene. <laughs> Damn! He explains pretty clearly why he needs five guns. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No. no. Okay. He explains yeah, the, that if he's really mean to her yeah. for no reason, she'll get mad. Yeah. And he needs five guns for that. The five standard, guns didn't stop her from attacking him. Stand, standard U.S. Marshal prisoner detention policy dictates that he will taunt her to the point where she needs to destroy him. On the pressurized plane, he's gonna pull out five guns with his two hands and start blasting. Well, and that's and that's not even the, that won't even happen because the reason they're in this room is because the Australian dude here is like you have to check the the five guns. You right. didn't get to carry your ankle piece, but the five guns in the case have to be checked. So he can't even. Right. He could like if Kate tried to hijack the plane, he can't get to the five pieces in the hold anyway. <laughs> 
Keep her, keep her busy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go under. <laughs> are they all? They all like under the California plane. compliant pistols, and they only have one round in the magazine. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what you need five pistols for. Maybe he's a horrible it's just, shot. Do you think it's like muskets where you only get the one? And he's just pulling out. No, he, like it's he the just Matrix. unloads and he doesn't have time to reload. Uh, like, oh my god, this made me so fucking angry. The the the. the <sighs> The thing that made me angry about the scene is that he's straight up monologuing like a fucking yeah. cartoon villain. Like a super villain, yeah. To this, to <laughs> this, this Australian airport yeah. worker who's just like, what do you need five guns for? And he literally talks for like two minutes. Look, if I am working retail and a person comes inside <laughs> and I say, how are you? And they monologue about their day, I will quit. <laughs> and then we cut back to the beach. Oh my god! Yeah, we're back. The the all these flashbacks they sort of like feel, they flow into the next person to be featured in the episode. So like the the Sawyer de- deporting scene led to the Sawyer and the bamboo forest thing. Right, so this, right, 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 This right, thing, right. the Kate yeah. and R scene goes to into Kate going yeah. to Jack and asking to come along on the Black Rock. Um, yeah. Everyone on the island wants to go on this dangerous dynamite trip, uh, and so I, I kind of feel like the theme of this episode is is people not being able to handle the fact that they feel like they're not helping. Well, <laughs> maybe they heard wrong maybe they're like oh do you want to come on this trip it's gonna be dynamite maybe they thought they were looking for vegemite oh <laughs> that's that like yeah yeah maybe, at the black rock or maybe right. somebody heard crack rock but Char- no charlie didn't come so that's a that's a great joke for you for you long time listeners <laughs> um uh, k wants to come jack says yes yeah. um yeah the he's he, they uh, talk about deadline management you mentioned earlier jack every time like it takes them forever to leave yeah he's like we're leaving in an hour we're leaving in a half an hour we're leaving like well, go. just leave now and it, go and <laughs> Every part of this episode is like, we have to leave right. We have to start doing this thing right now. Yeah. And it's like, but we're leaving in a half hour. <laughs> Even when he goes back at the beginning, when he's trying to get the raft going, he's like, give me 20 minutes. Right. Take you tw- there, there, there are 10 right. dudes sitting over there. Just go, hey, come over here and help with the raft. You bunch of fucking layabouts. <laughs> in, in basic training, our drill sergeants always told us that we had 10 minutes to do any task because you can do anything in 10 minutes. That's like, fair. Literally. Speaking of Charlie, though, Charlie yeah. is collecting uh, messages for the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's putting some, you know, everybody's like, hey, you know, you want to say hi to mom, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just, like, doing a little bit of morale boost kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. Yeah. But this is, uh, in addition to this bottle scene, this is like, this is like the goodbye scene for yeah, a bunch of the eighteen because they're not yeah. going to see the rafties. Again, they're going to be gone by the time they get back. Yeah. So the A team, the A team leaves. Yeah. There is a there is a moment of sinister music. <laughs> yeah. That refutes my theory that this episode might be the last episode of Lost. So <laughs> I'd come around on whether or not I was watching, in fact, the series finale of Lost. But again, you know, we talk about before Hawaii is fucking beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. get some great location shots. A lot more like there were more wide shots in this episode than a lot of episodes that we've watched where yeah. it's just a lot of fucking close-ups one after another yeah the, we had optically some room to breathe in this one which is nice they leave jack kate john Locke, uh hurley arst and danielle they and they just walk for a while my next note is that they reach the dark territory <laughs> well russo's got some scratches on her arm Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Locke kind of flirts with her about it, which I yeah. took me off guard. It was weird. Like, yeah. Yeah, Locke, Locke's in love with the island, not 
women. So it's like, um, yeah, but if he was going to be in love with a woman, it'd probably be Rousseau. (laughs) That's fair because she is the island. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Uh, what happened? Oh, it was a bush. Mm, strange bush or whatever. Mm. Weird. Um, we got to uh, keep moving. Yeah, let's get our yeah. asses in gear. Yeah, they get to the dark territory. She <laughs> says it in French. Jack understands, of course. He speaks French, too, on top of everything else. Despite the fact that they're going to, like Hurley said, the dynamite at the Black Rock and the dark terrier only just now arsed to get scared and bad. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, he dips real fucking hard. <laughs> and, that, and his fucking advice, I, th- I thought you were coming along to help with the dynamite. Uh, be careful. Be very careful, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hot tip, thanks. She's like, uh, this is where my team got the sickness. Mm. This is where a guy I knew lost his arm. <laughs> and the science teacher who has not been afraid of being stranded on an island up until this point, I assume, says, I don't want to lose an arm. <laughs> I'm leaving. leaving. I'd rather die all the way. <laughs> I guess. Would they enter the dark territory? Yeah. It's it starts to rain. Um, yeah. It's one of these. Yeah. It, that's a pretty regular happening on the island. It, they have brainstorms, monsoons, whatever. Um, and they hear a noise. Um, Ooh yeah. Oh man, this this scene was real spooky because the dude who just bailed ours. They see him running back toward them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, screaming this really weird rhythmic yeah. scream. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we get those the the noises the the scary in the jungle monster noises. Like sounds yeah. like big steps and like a yeah. big roar, <laughs> screeching, screaming thing. Like I think they were trying to use a group of sounds that were supposed to be it like an inscrutable monster sound but right. it does just kind of sound like like an ATAT walking <laughs> or, around <laughs> or, or, yeah I, I got very like Jurassic Park sort of T-Rex sort of vibes from it you know they they all hide they they uh, Danielle says that they can hide inside this tree um, uh, lock and lock and early stand fast um, yeah the, the the noise goes away um Danielle describes the noise like they're like what is that what is that and she's like it is the island security system right and that's but like no, the first time Russo, what the fuck had, is it like, right yeah it's like the first time anybody's had an explanation for what it is and it's not really that good of an explanation yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah she says its purpose is that of any security system to protect something to, to which to, I believe Kate responds to protect what and Danielle says the island, yeah. <laughs> which like it is the purpose of any security system to get a rent-a-cop in an ADT car to come to your house 15 <laughs> minutes from now <laughs> after you've been murdered. Speaking of segue in the next scene, Walt gives Shannon Vincent move on. Uh... Oh, what? Oh, OK, uh, no, I popped off because I didn't. I can't believe a dog was also here. <laughs> I have never turned on a character in a show I've never seen so fast yeah. as between, between this scene and then the ensuing flashback. Yeah. <laughs> this is the inverse of what happens with the other flashbacks. We we have the yes. Walt and Shannon scene where, yeah, she, Walt like tries to help console her. She's obviously distraught, whatever. And she's really, you know, it's a, it's a nice scene. It's, you know, sweet and whatever. She uh, encourages him, you know. I'm just going to keep the dog until we see each other again. Like yeah. she's yeah. She, like a lot of really good, cool, it's a re- good stuff. Yeah. It's a really sweet scene. Yeah. And it is like the opposite Walt that of the Walt that you see in the very beginning yeah, of Lashback. Totally. Where he's yeah, so absolutely. thoughtful and he's being so kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's showing an emotional maturity that mm, almost all of the adults don't give him credit for. Yeah. Because he's a child. 
Right. And, and and I imagine some of the adults don't even have because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we flash back. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, first of all, is sitting like the worst person in an airport taking That's in three not, seats. Oh, That's man. not like their yeah. feet up on the seat. Fuck you. Yeah. Said pops in. It's just like, hey, watch my bag for me. No, no. This is post 9-11. Right. I'm sorry. You that, don't do that. Like, that, that was no, like, yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> regardless of how appropriate or inappropriate people's thoughts were uh, towards brown men leaving bags in airports, um, you, you should have known not to do this. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem that I have... Okay, so... This, there's like two writing notes I have for this episode, and this is one of the scenes. So um, Shannon and Boone start arguing, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I tried smoothing things over with the ticketing agent. Didn't go well because you blew up, you know, yada, 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 yada. So then basically Shannon's trying to prove that Boone doesn't know what she's capable of. Right. Um, great. Then she finds a TSA agent is like, there was this Arab guy told me to watch his bag. That's not a lie, though. No. Like, if if a stranger asked me to watch their bag, I would probably... First of all, I'd say no. But you then say also, no, right, yeah. I, if they left the bag with me, I would tell someone in the TSA. I'm like, what? So what are you trying to prove? If she wanted... If the writers wanted her to seem like, oh, you don't know what she's capable of, she should have just lied. Right. Like, maybe Saeed was like, oh, do you mind if I sit there? And she's like, I'm resting here. And then she lied about, no, this Arab guy, you know, she's a real piece of shit. I don't and know. And it's so shitty because it doesn't even, like, like this relationship is toxic. It's painted toxic. Yes. You are, yeah. you, I don't know these two characters. I'm immediately shown that this is not a one-sided thing. Sure. Both of these people hate being together and mm-hmm. hate each other. Yeah. And her proving this point by being like, I can get a guy thrown out of an airport for no reason also doesn't really like, I don't, I just don't, it doesn't really prove, I think her point, which is that like, I can do, look at all this power right. I have. Exactly. I relied on this guy's race, like race. I relied on racism to right. maybe get a guy thrown out of an airport. Like it's such a weird right. quote unquote power move in the first place. It's like, not a great, I don't know. It's, it's a, I feel like the scene was just thrown together and no one like it's, workshopped it. The point is it's bad. And yeah. I wrote, Oh no, she's bad. She's evil. Give Vincent back to the kid. You don't deserve her. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cut back to the beach site is putting a radar on the raft. Cool. We have a radar. Didn't yeah. know that, but cool. And a flare gun. And a flare gun. Uh, he's got some stuff from the Beechcraft, which is a, a a a small plane that has crashed on the island. Yeah, he's uh, he's salvaged some stuff from there to help the raft do do a better job of getting found. Back to the jungle, uh, our A team arrives at the Black Rock. It's a sailing ship. It's a vampire ship. It's a vampire <laughs> ship. What? Jake, did you have any preconceived notions of what the Black Rock was before we I got just, to it? N- I did not think it was going to be a boat. Okay. I, I thought it was going to just be, I mean, like, cause like the dark terror or like the, yeah, like the dark territory is just like a different part of the woods. Sure. So it's like mm-hmm. the black rock is probably just like a big black a rock. Collection yeah, big black of rock, rocks. Yeah. yeah. Like cut to uh cut to a flashback of sun and gin that they're in the airport. Uh, it's before the flight, like everybody else. Um, Sun is bringing some some food and some coffee to Jin. She puts a napkin on his lap. A random couple who I they're both actors that I've seen before, and yeah. I don't. I I didn't look up from what. It, 
it, it made me, I almost looked up to see if they become characters because I was like, I recognize both of these people. Yeah. Like, I, these are both like people who are in shows. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't recognize either one. The of guy them. I've I, seen before for sure. Um, um, I called him Todd yeah, and Margo in my notes. It's, Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's some real old ball and chain. Yeah. I hate being married to you shit. <laughs> right. And again, like, it's just so. Something that this episode does is it just casually depicts white people being racist, yeah. which I am surprised because they did the show in like 2005. Right. I don't know. Like, I just didn't like, I'm surprised at how casually people, like they depict racism. Sure. Yeah. And how like accurately they do it. Yeah. I, I was like, really like didn't expect that from the show Lost, <laughs> the one episode I saw. They don't do it often. <laughs> yeah. I just saw the one. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So but far like, at least. Yeah. But like the thing, the thing is like initially I, it, it really felt like, like these, these, this older couple is being mean to these two people for absolutely no reason. But like people do that all the time. Right. Yeah. That's just how people act. Right. Like, yeah, they they're um, they're commenting on sort of like, oh, what is this like? Memoirs uh, of a geisha. Yeah, and how? Yeah, literally. Their divorce rate is lower though. Yeah, uh, um, it's yeah. just yeah. And, he's like he's like sort of massage like sort of misogynistic about it because he's yeah. like, oh yeah, she was waiting on a man in foot, and they're not that you know Koreans get divorced less. They probably yeah. didn't realize they Korean. That dude probably just thought they were Chinese or Japanese or something. Right. The scene does a wonderful job of of making me realize that like one of them speaks English and one of them doesn't. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny- which, is, which again is important in the next scene. Yeah. Right. Uh, which I was a really this again, like I thought for sure this is the end of Lost. Like I'm watching the last <laughs> episode of the show Lost. But uh yeah, Sun and Jin back on the beach have a really fucking good scene. Yeah. A really heartfelt sort of mending of their relationship. They both apologize. They both say how much they mean to each other. Jin says that he has to go because, like, they're being punished because of how shitty he's been to her. No, he, like, he's being punished. That's or, why yeah. they're there. That they're, yeah. they're there because he's being punished yeah. because of how shitty this guy says. This guy says lost. He does it in the twenty third <laughs> episode of the first season. He said the thing. He says lost. Uh, uh, he says I'm in this place because I'm being punished. He says the thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, ah. God, just yeah. two actors acting the fuck out of this scene. So good. Yeah. yeah. The Rafties make their goodbyes um, and they get ready to, to shove off. And it uh, it goes pretty well this time. Yeah. As opposed to earlier, they get it in the water. Yeah. There's, oh, God, Vincent starts running after Walt. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> tugging on my heartstrings like as, a, it, as a pet owner. There's a there's a crew member in the water briefly uh, next yeah. to the uh, next to the raft yeah. in the shot, which is a little bit of an oopsie, but <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah, that's funny. You can see a person in there. And it's like that's not a oh, that's a crew. That's yeah. a diver. That's definitely yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I wrote down that I legitimately cannot believe the raft work. I know because it does not look like it's gonna. There's a hole in the sail. You got close well, then that shit. They just have like two more parts of the episode that I thought for sure, like there's no way this raft launches here, yeah. but it did. It does. Yeah. Um, and, and this, this series of scenes was so good that it made me forget entirely about the actual plot of the episode. Yeah. 
which is that the black smoke right. is here so <laughs> and yep. the others are coming <laughs> yep they remind us they, they have this because it fades to black yeah and then it brings the shot back up yeah <laughs> it's just like oh fade to black oh the smoke i i'm almost positive it's the same shot of black smoke we saw it's earlier 100 the same shot and i'm like <laughs> imagine how much more effective it would have been if they're watching like if you had the budget for like a helicopter for this episode mm. and you see the boat you know or the the raft going away and you 180 around the other way and you see the survivors on the beach and then you can see the black smoke in the background it's so much better but they're like we ain't got the money for that so they just like fade to black here's the don't fucking forget about the smoke (laughs) lost (laughs) and that's it that's exodus part one we covered a lot of ground here uh did we like it was it good jake how did you feel about exodus part one as my first episode to the series Lost, I would say that I did really like this episode. Yeah. Uh, this seems like a great encapsulation of the story Lost is trying to tell. Yeah. Like, here's a group of people. Here is this, the backstory slowly revealing the connections between these people mm-hmm. and who these people were before the island, right? Yeah. yeah. And this episode is just that. Like, yeah. here are the guys you need to care about. They're going to to solve a mystery. Yeah, I did like it. I liked watching it, and I had to stop myself from watching the second part right away because I had other stuff I needed to do. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Adam? Yeah, I did. I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, I forgot, I guess, how much I liked this episode because this is the first time I've seen it in years and years. But, like, I I went into it not expecting much because it was part one of a three-part, of a three-hour yeah. finale mm-hmm. but it was so much better than i was expecting um and it did this thing that um jp you and i talked about um off mic that we wanted to uh, start bringing up and start mentioning is yeah. that this episode did for me um it reminded me that at its heart lost is supposed to be a character story and jake you picked up on that because you said like this tells this does a good job of encapsulating why we care about these people on the mm-hmm. island and why they care about each other and all that and we get it's so easy to get caught up in the mystery and the bullshit with the, the hatch and the pirate ship yeah. and the fucking whatever briefcase like, full there, of five guns yeah the, <laughs> but there were so many great character moments in this thing that made me love the episode yeah and reminded me that when lost does remember that it's a character show that's when it's really good yeah and so i think it was good and i liked it yeah jp what do you think yeah i i can't add much to it besides that um there was i'm on the verge of tears multiple times the there was tension there was times where i chuckled there was times where there was mystery like uh it's a great episode really really good even with the the two absolutely bonkers flashback scenes that make well three technically that make no fucking sense yeah my brain just glosses over those and everything that happened on the island i was just like yes 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 this show fucking rips um all right lost mvps who is your favorite person from exodus part one who wins the gold star for the day jake being our guest you can go first who is your mvp for exodus part one i want to say before I reveal my MVP, my honorable mention yes. mm-hmm. uh, is the bottle with all the messages in oh, it because, yeah, yeah. Good. because I thought about it and I I actually think it's pretty great. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think it's a very funny concept. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I chose the the couple, the the Korean couple, because yeah. like yeah. it's just such a good like slice of that episode is is just the entire section about them. Yeah. Even in the flashback where like a lot of these characters are painted as like less kind or like less mature or, or sure. less uh you know, they're painted as as different, mostly worse people. Like mm-hmm. she spills a coffee on him by accident, but they are not they don't seem like they're any less, you know, in love with each other. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that is my lost MVP. I'm sorry, I don't know the two characters' names. Sun and Jin. Edited. Sun and Jin. Sun and Jin. Yeah, are my are my lost MVP together. That's they're a great pick. Uh, JP, what do you think? Um, MVP. Man, I'm not gonna have. I don't know if I'm gonna have a lot of opportunities to say this. Uh, Sawyer, James Sawyer Ford. There um, you go. Man, I rewatched the scene where he told Jack the story twice for for Sawyer to to actually not be a piece of shit in the first half of this show and and really i don't know really think about somebody else's not just physical but mental well-being i was yeah. like damn that's that's some good shit i like that yeah. uh, adam mvp uh i'm gonna crib from both of you yeah taking i'm, I'm gonna take uh, I'm, I'm giving this to four people though son okay. and Jin, sawyer and walt yeah because the scene with Sun and Jin was amazing. I think yeah. where they, where they yeah. reconciled the so the, good. Uh, Sawyer's monologue to Jack about Christian was, yeah, like him actually having a heart and having, you know, and, and caring about somebody besides himself for a second. And then in that scene, <laughs> Shannon didn't help much, but Walt doing the same thing, the, the, being a child, being the youngest survivor, but still knowing how much pain Shannon was in and, be, yeah. and realizing that he might be able to do something good there too like mm-hmm. he's a human and and she you know despite her pain her bullshit he tries to make her feel better and all all three of those scenes like yeah i just they mm-hmm. they, they they did so much character stuff for me yeah it's just fucking awesome <laughs> yeah good good lots of good people doing lots of good things yeah. but on the flip side of that coin <laughs> there's also some shitheads in this episode <laughs> So we're going to move over to Lost Forever. Who's the worst? Who sucks shit? Who needs to get out the fuck off this island? Jake, who is your Lost Forever? It was hard to pick one person. <laughs> so what I've done is I've gone ahead and wrote down airports. Oh, because, yes. <laughs> because one, plane crash on the island, huge red flag. Yeah. Two, Every person in an airport in the universe of Lost sucks. So, like, <laughs> you got to start wondering if, like, maybe it's the environment and not the person. Sure. sure. I don't know. I, I went ahead and I went ahead and covered all my bases, and my Lost Forever's got to be airports, yeah, man. We got to get rid of those. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> They're not great. JP, who, who is your Lost Forever? Uh, Warren Trust, the Minister of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Forestry. <laughs> Listen. Wow. I actually believe... <laughs> controversial Sawyer, pick. that he headbutted him first because Sawyer's not really a headbutt kind of guy so that means that this politician's just corrupt he's got the cops in his pocket he just wants to get drunk in public and then get other people arrested you know what fuck that guy uh honorable <laughs> mention power rangers spd because fuck the police <laughs> adam uh, Edward Mars, man. Yeah. Fuck that guy so hard. <laughs> like, that's not how... Like, man, okay, like, A-Cab and all that, but, like, yeah. this guy is, like, the like the worst of the worst. Nobody to... Like, you, you gotta be a real hard-on to treat a prisoner like that. Like, you, you fucking oh suck God. so much. 
Like this guy, I can't believe he's still got a job. Yeah. Edward Mars, man. I I fucking as soon as I saw his face, I was like, I can't wait to fucking hate you and it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Honorable God. mention the LAPD because uh, Ana Lucia was here. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, we got through it. We did it. Feels good. It feels really good. Um, Jake, thank you for being on our silly show. Yeah, you fellas were you fellas were gentle with me. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, uh, uh, thank you. Is there uh, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I haven't been streaming on Twitch lately, but if you like watching people beat Sonic Adventure 2 specifically really fast, <laughs> or if you like the sound of my voice and you'd like to hear it while I drink coffee and play video games mm-hmm. in the morning, you can find me on Twitch at DTJ Composer, all one word. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at TH3Composer, mm-hmm. uh, the number three, not the spelled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, JP, what are we doing next time? Uh, yeah, so if you're trying to be lost with us, uh, next time we will be watching Season 2, Episode 21, uh? <laughs> question mark? Is it the... That's the, yep, that, the, the title of the episode is the punctuation mark question mark. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's not the, <laughs> the home improvement, <laughs> uh? I thought this was like a fun bit you guys did. No, you it's just question... The title of the next episode. Actually... Question mark. I was texting our next guest today and I was trying to explain to him that, that was the title of the episode. <laughs> He's on first. I was so lost. In the, I, was, I was like, what are we watching? And I typed a question mark and he's like, okay, cool. What's the name of the episode? I was like, that's the, and then I wrote uh, the word out question mark. Just a who's on first. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's an echo episode. Fuck yeah. Oh, it is? Fuck yeah. Oh, I forgot to write that part down. Damn. Echo episode. All right, baby. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of The Lost on Lost. Yeah, I'm Adam. I'm JP. You have any idea what's going on on this show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my